Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's Thursday, September 1st, 2022. I'm Jackson Bird. Today, one of the biggest ever and one of the smallest ever sauropods, both discovered recently and both helping us learn more about where and why dinosaurs traveled millions of years ago. Plus, the latest on the soon-to-be-available Omicron booster shots, Dolly Parton's new Doggy Parton line, a Taco Bell-hosted Metaverse wedding, and an update on the Taco Bell Mexican Pizza TikTok musical. Here's some cool stuff for your ride home. Even though we often think of dinosaurs like the Tyrannosaurus rex, or more recently other theropods like the Gigantosaurus, as the largest of the dinosaurs and the biggest creatures to ever walk the Earth, they are actually dwarfed in comparison to sauropods. Sauropods, the ones that as kids we referred to as long necks, tended to be substantially longer and much heavier than theropods like the T-Rex. Though it's tough to estimate based on incomplete fossils, and to generalize across multiple species, here is a rough example. The Gigantosaurus is thought to have been 12 to 13 meters long, and anywhere from 4 to 12 tons in weight. Meanwhile, Titanosaurs, a group of some of the biggest sauropods, were about 37 meters long and weighed about 69 tons or more. But sauropods weren't always such hulking beasts. A new dinosaur skeleton described in the journal Nature yesterday has uncovered one of the earliest ancestors of sauropods, a five-foot-long omnivorous sauropodomorph, which has now become the oldest-ever dinosaur species found in Africa, and among the oldest dinosaur species full stop at roughly 230 million years old. Christian Kammerer, a research curator of paleontology at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences, who was not involved in the research, told Live Science, quote, The earliest dinosaurs were small, far from the giants we usually think of, end quote. The newly discovered species was dubbed Mabirosaurus rathi, Mabir after the district in modern-day Zimbabwe in which it was found, and Rathi after paleontologist Michael Roth, who published the first findings on dinosaurs in the area. This particular specimen was impressively complete. The researchers found parts of the skull, spinal column, front legs, and hind legs. Elaborating on the specimen's tiny stature for an early sauropod, science writer Riley Black explained in Scientific American, quote, The new dinosaur did not look anything like a miniature Apatosaurus, despite that giant being among its famous relatives. Mabirosaurus was only about five feet long, and it ran on two legs. All the same, telltale characteristics in the dinosaur's bones more closely resemble those of sauropodomorphs than the traits found in other dinosaur groups. Mabirosaurus lived at a time when the ancestors of the great sauropods were small, fleet-footed omnivores that had yet to make the switch to an all-vegetarian diet. 
Evolutionary relationships among early dinosaurs can be a contentious topic in paleontology. A small dinosaur from Triassic Argentina, named Eoraptor, for example, was originally categorized as a member of the theropods, a very early predecessor to dinosaurs like Tyrannosaurus rex, but was later found to be a sauropodomorph. At about 230 million years ago, dinosaurs had already diverged into their three major groups, but they were still very similar to each other, says paleontologist Diego Pol of the Paleontological Museum Egidio Ferruglia in Argentina, who reviewed the new study for nature but was not directly involved in the work. Still, Pol notes, Mabirosaurus does look like a very primitive sauropodomorph, much like the relatives of the same age we know from South America. End quote. And being such a primitive example of a sauropodomorph, this Mabirosaurus specimen has proven incredibly useful in understanding more about how dinosaurs spread around the world. Mabirosaurus resembles other late Triassic sauropodomorphs that have been found in Brazil, and many of the other proto-mammals discovered at the same site in Zimbabwe similarly would not be out of place among fossils frequently found in Brazil and Argentina. Science Alert explains, quote, During the Triassic period, all of the Earth's continents were smooshed together into one giant landmass known as Pangaea. Because of this ancient proximity, many regions that are now separated by entire oceans, such as the coasts of South America and Africa, once shared flora and fauna. It remains a bit of a mystery as to why certain animal species were relegated to certain regions of Pangaea during this time. Building on earlier research, the researchers proposed that varied climate patterns held Triassic animals in place, rather than physical boundaries like oceans. The closely related dinosaurs found in South America, South Central Africa, and India indicate that similar animals roamed freely across this particular latitude band, but not outside of it, likely because of climatic barriers like extreme heat or drought, the researchers wrote in their study. End quote. Dispersal to other parts of Pangaea likely wouldn't have happened until the climactic barriers relaxed, and this tiny Triassic ancestor of sauropods is helping scientists understand a bit more about those barriers. But meanwhile, on the opposite end of the spectrum, what could be the largest dinosaur ever discovered in Europe has recently been uncovered in a backyard in Portugal. Spotted by the owner when beginning construction work in 2017, researchers have since been excavating the site and earlier this month began unearthing what they think could end up being the biggest sauropod yet found in Europe, at 12 meters tall and 25 meters long. They believe the fossil remains belonged to a brachiosaurid sauropod, which stalked the land from the upper Jurassic to the lower Cretaceous about 160 to 100 million years ago. What's even more striking to me, looking at photos of the excavation site, is the sheer number of rib bones they found, and that they're all still intact. Now, seriously, go check out photos of half a dozen members of the research team chilling around this set of ribs. It is pretty mind-bending to see how massive they are. Elisabeth Melafia from the University of Lisbon told Fizz.org, It is not usual to find all the ribs of an animal like this, let alone in this position, maintaining their original anatomical position. This mode of preservation is relatively uncommon in the fossil record of dinosaurs, in particular sauropods from the Portuguese Upper Jurassic. 
end quote. The team believes there may be other parts of this specimen present at the site, but will need to wait for additional excavation campaigns in the future to confirm. It's pretty cool to get one of the biggest and one of the smallest sauropod discoveries in the same month. Mabirosaurus would have just about fit inside the ribcage of this new brachiosaurid, had they been alive and in the same part of the world at the same time. Recently, I talked about the new Omicron-specific bivalent vaccines coming soon to the U.S. and already available in the U.K. The Food and Drug Administration here has officially approved the boosters made by both Pfizer-BioNTech and Moderna. So here is what you need to know about when, how, and why to consider getting this latest booster. These updated boosters, which are specifically formulated to target the BA5 subvariant of Omicron, as well as BA4, and the original strain are expected to roll out next week following Labor Day. Right now, they are awaiting official recommendations from a CDC advisory committee. That approval will likely come right around the time this episode goes live, pending a Thursday afternoon meeting. If you went to a mass vaccination clinic or pop-up site to get your first two or three rounds of shots, you might need to go to a pharmacy or health center this time, as most of those temporary sites have closed up shop. Fortunately, you will easily be able to search for available vaccines near you using vaccines.gov. And unlike the current second booster, which is only available to individuals over 50 and those who are immunocompromised, this new Omicron booster from Pfizer will immediately be available to anyone 12 and over who has received their primary vaccination round at least two months ago. Moderna's is only available to adults 18 and over for the time being. Now, even though you only need to wait two months after your last shot to qualify, experts recommend waiting a bit longer. Quoting the New York Times, your body will probably not generate much of an immune response so soon after a previous encounter with the virus, said University of Michigan epidemiologist Dr. Aubrey Gordon. Your immunity level is so high that you'll just neutralize immediately the antigen that's being produced. You kind of reach a ceiling, she said. You don't have that much higher to go. End quote. But if it has been a while since your last booster, it's a good idea to get one of these Omicron ones in preparation for likely surges in the fall. While experts caution this is in no way a game changer, it is one more smart tool that you can add to your arsenal to help you and those around you stay safe or to lower the severity of your symptoms if you do catch it. Now, in terms of how these new shots compare to previous boosters, some infectious disease experts are comparing it to the annual flu shots, which are updated every year as experts make educated guesses about which strains of the flu will be most prevalent during the upcoming flu season. Now, in this case, while we can't predict if a newer mutation of COVID-19 will become dominant this fall and winter, we do know that the BA5 subvariant will be closer to any new strains in evolution. And for the time being, BA5 makes up 90% of all new COVID cases in the U.S., so you'll definitely be protected right now, and if we see new subvariants spreading more in the coming months, you're still closer with protection from these new boosters than you were with older boosters based solely on the earliest strains of COVID. 
And that flu shot comparison is pretty apt, because it remains to be seen how long we'll need to continue getting COVID boosters. Maybe it will become another annual thing, like the flu shot, which, while that sounds daunting right now, is still less than we're currently getting COVID shots two to three times a year. Plus, a number of institutions are working on a combined flu and COVID shot, so you could get protection from both in one jab each year. That's still quite a ways away, but it's the direction some are thinking. But for now, look out for more news about the new Omicron boosters in the coming days, and consider getting one if and when you're eligible. Just remember, again, these are but one of many precautions to take as COVID, flu, and cold season reemerges. A good rule of thumb is when you start seeing pumpkin spice lattes appear in your feed, it's time to book your flu shots. And now, I guess, your COVID booster, too. Another update here, nearly as vital to humanity as COVID vaccines, it's about that Taco Bell Mexican pizza musical on TikTok. You may remember when this was announced earlier this spring. If not, or if you want a refresher on the whole story, hit the link in the show notes for the May 12th episode that I did on it. The musical about the cult favorite menu item was set to premiere on Taco Bell's TikTok on May 26th. But the fast food chain announced that day that it was postponing the musical, saying they hoped to reschedule for a later date, quote, complete with the joy and celebratory spirit in which it was originally created, end quote. No reasons were ever given for the postponement. Many outlets ran with the assumption that the musical was postponed given its premiere was slated to come just two days after the tragic shooting at Uvalde Elementary School, especially since Taco Bell alluded to not wanting to disrupt a time of grieving. And Taco Bell never explicitly said as much, and I personally wondered if there had been some issues behind the scenes. They were working on an incredibly quick timeline with some big names, Doja Cat, Dolly Parton, Grammy Award winners Abigail. Gail Barlow and Emily Bear, and TikTok famous creator Victor Kunda. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if the truth lies somewhere in the middle. They were having trouble getting the musical to a place everyone was happy with. Someone realized they probably shouldn't release this silly and chaotic musical while the nation was mourning, and while being respectful of that, it also provided them with a good out to keep tweaking the show. Whatever actually happened, they have just announced that Mexican Pizza the Musical will officially be premiering on Taco Bell's TikTok on September 15th. Commenting publicly on the musical for the first time since announcing her involvement on Instagram in May, Dolly Parton said in a statement to Consequence, quote, What a fun time and what a fun idea to be a part of the Mexican Pizza Musical. It was a joy working with Doja Cat, Barlow and Bear, and Victor. Very cool. I would say it was almost as good as a Mexican pizza. End quote. And pursuant to that, Mexican Pizza the Food will be back on Taco Bell's menus for good also on September 15th to coincide with the musical's premiere. Mexican Pizza was removed from Taco Bell's menus at the end of 2020 to a great uproar from fans, and in response, Taco Bell brought it back this past May, but the demand was, according to Taco Bell, seven times higher than the last time the pizza had been on the menus, so restaurants around the nation sold out in just a few weeks. Taco Bell has been working all summer against ingredient shortages to prepare for a permanent return. So, September 15th, a big day if you're a fan of Mexican pizza, TikTok musicals, Doja Cat, or Dolly Parton. 
And speaking of Dolly Parton, the always busy icon just yesterday launched a new line of dog accessories called Doggy Parton. In addition to pink studded and red gingham collars, leashes, and bandanas, you can also now dress your dog up in a platinum blonde Parton style wig. For the less ostentatious dogs, the Doggy Parton line also offers plush guitars and microphones. Some of the proceeds from every purchase will go to Willoughby Farms, an animal rescue organization in Tennessee. And just one more weird thing from Taco Bell before I go. If a TikTok musical about Mexican pizza wasn't enough for you, how about a chance to get legally married in Taco Bell's Metaverse Wedding Chapel? They're currently running a contest for one lucky couple to be wed in November in a, quote, very real marriage with an unreal virtual ceremony, end quote. You'll get to customize your Metaverse wedding with possibilities unavailable IRL. Plus, you and your guests will get exclusive NFT wearables and exclusive Taco Bell wedding swag, that part of which I think are physical items. The whole ceremony will be live-streamed and include surprise guests, so you and your partner will definitely need to have a good sense of humor to go along with this whole thing. You've got six more days to enter your video submission. The only requirements are that you are both legal U.S. residents over the age of 21 who are unmarried, in a committed relationship, and meet the requirements for marriage in the state of Utah. The real state of Utah, not a metaverse version, I assume. This is one of those things that I'm kind of rolling my eyes at, but honestly, the vibe fits for Taco Bell. They're one of the few brands that I think can get away with this in a way that's not super cringe. You know, they've managed a fairly decent self-aware sense of humor over the years. It's the same way they're getting away with doing a TikTok musical and, so far, not being crucified by the cool kids online. All right, well, that's going to be it from me for today. This show was produced by Ride Home Media. I'm Jackson Bird, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.